Hey everybody, I am Tanya Soraya. I'm a postdoctoral fellow who's being appointed to a research assistant professor right now at the Medical University of South Carolina. And I'm a clinical psychologist where I work with patients and do research on trauma and addiction treatment with a focus on opioid use. Uh, my name is Jocelyn Rogers. Um, I also work at the, universe, the Medical University of South Carolina as a uh, research coordinator looking um, at PTSD and veterans with a joint appointment at the Ralph H. Johnson VA Medical Center in Charleston. Hi there. Uh, my name is Natalie Ocean. I used to work at the Medical University of South Carolina, but I'm now the chief operating officer at a healthcare tech startup based in Memphis, Tennessee called MedHall, where we help to solve for the challenges that patients face in getting access to transportation to medical services and appointments. Nice to be here again. Yay! Season two. <laughs> we are going to dive into a dicey topic today. Um, we're going to talk about Juneteenth and how, you know, half of corporate America has created this a holiday. And so I want to ask the lovely Nat and Jocelyn, what are your thoughts on this shenanigans? So Tanya, you did, you did mention Confederate Memorial Day, right? Okay, so... Mm. In the state of South Carolina, Confederate Memorial Day was was listed as a state holiday up until last year, I believe, which was the day that we got off um, at some point early in the year before the summer. Cool, fine, you get a day off. And then I guess, you know, with a lot of, especially with last year with a lot of the protests and stuff, they ended up um, removing that. And so now we have Juneteenth. Um, but as far as now, the state of South Carolina has not quote unquote recognized this as a holiday for us to be able to take off. Um, and I've heard a lot of feedback, seen a lot of feedback about what this means for the community and what this looks like. Um, and I, I personally believe that Juneteenth being recognized as a federal holiday is, is a step, right? I don't know what that step necessarily looks like. I don't really have any major feels about it, but I feel like it's a step. Um, I've heard a lot of people talk about reparations and about, you know, the Jewish population after the Holocaust and, you know, all that they received after, um, you know, that debacle happened. And even though the Holocaust wasn't nearly as long as slavery was, but I feel like the fact that it has reached the White House and we have made our voices heard and we have made such a movement and we have advocated and we have had these conversations and we're using our voices, I feel like it should be an opportunity for people to realize, like, don't stop talking, like, don't stop moving, don't stop showing up, don't stop using that voice. And I feel like a lot of times, I feel like our people want everything to happen immediately. And I feel like yeah, there were some other things that could have, that probably should have, could have, hopefully will happen, but should have happened first versus them just recognizing it as a holiday and being like, okay, and so the fuck what? You know what I mean? Um, I feel like it's a step. I feel like it's an opportunity for recognition and opportunity for more conversations. And I understand that not everybody is fully accepting of it, but I feel like it's a step. Claps for them. Shit. <laughs> So I'm going to hop in here. Um, then, so I, I agree. I definitely agree that it is a step. Um, I think that 
there could be more thought put into the execution of the steps. So I saw a lot of mm. a lot of co- corporations saying that Juneteenth is a day that slavery ended. No, baby, that's not what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a lot of organizations have a Juneteenth menu where it was like fried chicken and like Ooh, just girl. very, very what? things. Like, yes. Tony, you didn't see that? In Atlanta, no. in Georgia, girl, in Georgia. Oh, wow. So, so while I agree, yes, we absolutely, like this should be recognized as a federal holiday. Um, I also saw some people saying like, well, why do black, why do white people get to have the day off too? But anyway, (laughs) Um, but I I do agree that yes, it should be nationally recognized as a federal holiday. So yes, that's awesome. But I also think that there are, to to what you had mentioned or were alluding to earlier, Jocelyn, like, yeah, there may, there may, there probably should have been, or could have been other things that could have been done first, because maybe this holiday or it being recognized as a holiday wasn't priority on a lot of people's agendas, et cetera. But like, to your point, I do agree that this is a good, a, a positive step. Again, it could have been more well thought out from the up, from like how corporations wanted to kind of embody that and go about practicing it, et cetera. Um, I do feel like in some ways that, and we've seen this before with like the Black Lives Matter street namings with the paintings in the street. Again, these are all great things, but I also feel like we, we get things that we didn't necessarily ask. Like we didn't ask for these, some of these things. I'm not saying we didn't ask for being recognized, but I think, I think we, I, I forget the, the um, older woman's name who's been um, advocating for Juneteenth as a holiday. Um, I'm not even gonna try to um, remember her name because I don't wanna butcher it. Um, but I'm so glad that she was able to see this actually come to fruition in her time here on earth. But there are some things that I noticed that the government does or like allows as a well just here and kind of like here and shut up kind of thing like yes this is nice that this is now called Black Lives Matter Road or that we have this great mural in the street or um you know etc but I also feel like but that isn't what we necessarily came to the table asking for and like I said I'm not saying we didn't ask for Juneteenth because I think it was a long time coming but there are other things that um to Jocelyn's point about other things perhaps coming first or other things that are still not have been addressed still not have been addressed, um, that still needs to be addressed. And I think that there's a lot of, um, there's always gonna be a lot of like excitement around the small things that they do as far as, oh, we're like, here you go, you know, we, we've done this for you. And like, yes, awesome, but like, you should have been done this. Like, this isn't like a gift for me. Like, you should have done, like, you should have been done this. You sh- there's a lot of other things you should have been done um, that should have been done. But um, yeah, I sometimes feel like, it's just, especially some of these grandiose, um, these grandiose things sometimes get get uh, implemented or get um, approved just for the sake of here we did it we did this thing for you so mm-hmm. now for now, um, but definitely glad we got we get Juneteenth off and that that is being recognized as a holiday because long time coming people have been asking for it it's been long like long been deserved but people's one misunderstanding of what the holiday is and not taking the time to look it up and find out on their own and just putting it out there that is the end of slave was you know recognizing the end of slavery there's more to that like that's not the that's not it it was the end of slavery and the fact that two years after the end of slavery people in texas were just now finding out mm-hmm. so i feel like people are missing like they're like oh yeah slavery so that was it cool so let's have the day off for the team and it's like well no you didn't even do the work to yeah. understand holiday really means to actually listen to people's full statements about what the holiday actually means but mm-hmm. I, I mean by the way Nat is are you thinking of Opal Lee yes Opal yes yeah yeah like how she's been fighting for Juneteenth for decades um so I feel like you guys you guys are more optimistic than me which is kind of crazy I I was like very skeptical um 
because I was nervous it was performative. And oh, it's definitely that for sure. I mean, yeah. it happened, happened like what, like two weeks ago? Like, like a couple, like a week before Juneteenth. It's like, okay, exactly. like, <laughs> it, like barely enough. No, it was like the day before, wasn't it? Like, it was, it was like, oh, let's hurry up and do this. And people were like, oh, like I saw people sh like sharing their emails from their jobs um, on like social media. Like, oh, you know, in recognition of, of Juneteenth, you have tomorrow off. I'm just like, all right, like. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my black ass still worked the Friday before and the Monday after. So it did nothing happen for me. You know what I mean? So that's why I'm like, but go ahead, Tanya. I'm sorry, girl. Oof. No, no, no. This is great. Um, I, yeah, I think that it was rushed. I think it felt like a, a media op. And also like, there are a lot of people who've been recognized for a long time. There was almost like an attitude of like, oh shit, we forgot this. I'm like, no, like you forgot this. <laughs> right. I mean, and I even saw like a lot of, um, you know, commentary on social media about people advocating for other, you know, persons of color being like, y'all need to take this day, like y'all need to take y'all's time off. This was even before it was even being talked about being a holiday. So it was like, mm. no, y'all need to take the weekend mm -hmm. off. Like the same way that y'all get the, the Monday after 4th of July off, y'all need to take y'all's time off. You know what I mean? So this, mm -hmm. this was a part of the conversation long before this even thing even hit the fan. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. Like I talked about with my friend Dante, shout out to Dante about this. And he, like, we were just talking about like, who's really getting time off. And then like, is that actually helping anyone? Like, I, I mean, I saw something on social media that was like, okay, all the courts are closed. So people's bail like all those hearings have been postponed till the following Monday. And like, how is that helping those people who tend to be brown and black? Yeah. And I guess, I, I don't know. I guess that even like the celebrations, you know, like I think there is like, I, I read something that was like, it's kind of mixed. Like for a lot of people, it might be a sad day. You know, there's mixed about it. You know what I mean? Well, let me tell y'all about my Juneteenth experience this year. And I ain't trying to throw no shade to nobody in the area, but let me tell y'all how this went. So there was there was a event advertised in Charleston. Um, it was on billboards, you know, going to downtown, um, going to and from downtown about this free Juneteenth event. So I was like, okay, cool. I saw it like weeks before Juneteenth and I was like, okay, cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this thing. Um, uh saw it on eventbrite it said it was a free event i didn't register because i thought it was free and it was outside so me sean emily and my dog all went to this event and i mean the event started at two o'clock i think we're there at two and people are like leaving the and it was outside people were like leaving the um the area and so this one guy comes and he was like hey if you didn't register like they're not letting you in they're not letting you in and there are like swarms of people like coming into this event. Mind you, it just, it had just started, you know, black people ain't never on time for nothing. Um, so we, <laughs> we are, we we're like, okay, we're going to stand in this line and we get all the way up to the front and then like, oh, if you didn't register, you can't get in. Mind you, black people telling other black people, like you don't have a ticket or if you didn't quote unquote register for a free event, you can't get in. So we leave, right? Like I'm like, I'm not even about to go back and forth with y'all. So there are as many people coming are there as there are leaving and oh no me and sean were so pissed because i was like this has just recently been recognized by the government this for me and for what i've understood from a lot of people that i've talked to has just been uh 
I guess like uh, acknowledged by a lot of, um, you know, black people over the last couple years. I didn't hear about Juneteenth until probably about 2016, 2017. It was nothing I'd ever heard about. So like now that it has gotten this, this, this light and this attention and this acknowledgement and you guys are throwing this event for the community, for us to come together as a community, as a people, as a culture. And because we did not press purchase for a free event, you're like literally turning away black people at the, at the door pissed me off so bad. And I feel like it was like a really missed opportunity. I feel like they definitely missed the mark. And like I said, like there were as many people leaving as there were coming. And I feel like I, I feel like that was a missed opportunity. And I was, I was really upset about that. Sean, I really upset about that. Wait, That's so how my Juneteenth went 2021. Uh-uh. Well, I was, I was uh, in the air on Juneteenth 2021, but. Um, oh yeah, so, you were. <laughs> well, traveling. We just came home. <laughs> but um, wait, so who, who was hosting this event? I ain't gonna put in people out there like that. Okay, okay. We'll talk about it offline. <laughs> um, but that's interesting, especially if it's an outdoor event. And I know the streets are opening back up. Um, I don't want to say post-COVID because COVID is still happening, but I can't imagine that there was a limit, like a capacity issue. Was it like in a, I mean, I, I can't imagine what the capacity issue would be. Um, it was at, um, where was that, y'all? River, Riverfront, Riverfront Park over there in North Charleston. Mm, okay. Oh, yeah. Two two maybe three weeks ago sean and i had went to a food truck festival out there y'all mm-hmm. the maximum capacity y'all it was so hot outside but this particular juneteenth event like was like it took up maybe about a third from what i can see of what mm-hmm. the food truck festival took out right somebody took up and the food truck festival is free you don't have the ready like you literally just walk yeah, up and, just business. Mm-hmm. and then so you know and that's i think that's also what pissed us off is we're like Y'all, we was just here two or three weeks ago, and we and we went two days in a row. It was a two-day event. We went both days because the food was so good, y'all, Lord. But um, <laughs> there was one um, person who I heard on the phone as she also was leaving while we were standing in a line looking like idiots, but she was like, I feel super bad about the missed money for the vendors that were at the Juneteenth event, right? Like, there were vendors, but you're, you're literally turning people away, and you would assume that with it being a free event, that people would have more money to spend and you're literally taking money out of people's pockets. It, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm gonna let somebody else talk. So I'm about to rant. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Isn't this supposed to be like a, it's advert, I mean, I'm saying advertised because I feel like it's been like pulled away a little bit from its historical significance as like, look, this is the day where equality happened. But it's like, no, have you read the news? Like in the past, like, you know, week even. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and I think I also just want to um, elaborate a little bit on what, what Natalie said in a different sense about like it not being the end of slavery necessarily because yeah, that's what we're commemorating it as Juneteenth. But Black people are still in a way under this umbrella of powerlessness and of of lack of control and to constantly having to fight and constantly having to overperform or over provide you know what i'm saying to be ourselves in our own space and our own thing so i think even beyond the the end of slavery like not that we're technically enslaved but we are still definitely under in some in some cases and in some scenarios and some persons under the thumb of the oppressor you know what I mean? So, 
Yes, for sure. Um, yeah, this doesn't, Juneteenth being a holiday doesn't change the fact that the world isn't still the same world that we were living in the day before Juneteenth became a national holiday or federal holiday rather. Um, like you, like we just saw, um, I'm kind of going to pivot a little bit just because I wanted to mention this, but um, the verdict for Derek Chauvin came, was that yesterday? I feel like it was so long ago. It was yesterday. Uh-huh. I think it was yesterday, yeah. But I'm just like, ugh. like, mm-hmm. And uh, I forget, there was someone, um, some celebrity online that was like, my cousin got 20 years for like two ounces of marijuana and he got 20 years for murder. And it's just so sickening to know. And it was caught on camera, like, and knowing the fact that if if this was not caught on camera, my God, like where, where would, what would justice look like for, for George Floyd? What would justice look like for anybody whose murders were not captured on video? I was listening to a podcast, I think it was, um, Actually, I don't want to say name because I don't want to misquote, but um, I forget the name of the podcast that I was listening to, but they were talking about, uh, it was last year and they were talking about, you know, as the uh, injustices and protests were starting to kind of ramp up um, after the murders of Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, Amon Arbery, et cetera, um, around how like in those people's last moments, the fact that their thoughts may be, I hope someone is filming so that this video can go viral Mm -hmm. so someone can see exactly what happened and know the truth. And that is just so disheartening to even think about and then even thinking about the people that are the ones who are filming it, um, I forget um, which- Darnella Frazier. Yes, um, like I can't imagine like the the fear and the backlash that she's received from being the video recorder. And I know that there's been other people that have recorded um, similar instances of police brutality or um, murders at the hands of the police officers where they've been harassed or they've been put into jail or they've been charged with things that don't make any sense because they're trying to you know expose the truth. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to put that out there. I mean, definitely glad that he's going to jail, but not long enough at all, at all, at all. But also like, thank God there was a video for us to at least get to this point. But my goodness, thinking about all those other people that don't have video recordings or whose videos don't go viral um, or never gets released um, to the press or media. I, it's like deep side, it's so deep. I mean, like even recently, maybe in the last month or so, um, you know, Natalie, I'm not sure if you know, but Tanya, I'm sure that you've, you've heard and you've seen, but about the case of Jamar Sutherland um, here mm-hmm. at the, mm-hmm. you know, in Charleston County, who got killed in his jail cell, you know what I mean? And how it, it happened in January, but did not come to the light of day until mm-hmm. May, June, and... Mm-hmm. As of just now, like these stories are coming out and these things are happening. Even with the Ma Aubrey and Breonna Taylor, we didn't hear about this for months. Um, and it it's so systematic, and I feel like that's a lot of what the critical race theory is. Is these are systems, and where we are constantly oppressed, and we're constantly put into these buckets or into these these groups or um, constantly dealing with these stereotypes so considering all that um yeah the the recognition and the the acknowledgement of Juneteenth is like yay okay cool great thanks but um there's still a lot there's still a lot of more work to be done at the local state and federal level um it's it's just a lot of work to be done and you know I was um talking to somebody yesterday 
and they were like, you know, when is it going to change? Like, when are we going to see something different, especially for, for people of color? And I'm like, it's not going to be in our lifetime brand. We, we not going to see it, not in the capacity that, that other races may have seen it and not in the capacity that we feel like we deserve. It's not going to happen in our lifetime. It's just not. Mm, yeah, you made me think about um, talking about critical race theory, how some states, especially those in the South, are mm. basically the education of the, the racism in our country. And I'm just like, so you give us Juneteenth as a holiday, but you ban teaching about tr- the truth of racism in our country, which is American history in schools. So it's just like, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy because y'all know Sean, well, y'all don't know, but Sean's like a super huge history nerd which i hated in school um so like a lot of stuff sean's like you don't know who that is he was like he was literally a slave here in charleston i'm like dude i don't know who that is i don't know what you're talking about you know what i mean but just some of those like major marks that i missed in that i missed in um high school or maybe not them not having emphasized it as much as they emphasized on all the other um you know major historic events and also probably which is a no fault to anybody other than whomever is the fact that it's not going to be necessarily received from a a white male or a white female teacher right like i don't want no no white woman talking to me about slavery in my history class you know what i mean um mm-hmm. but we also know that they're you know we have to have people that are in those positions that that want to do that work but um i mean even even me, like, I didn't even know that HBCUs existed until I got into college. I'm like, you talking about a what? You know what I mean? Like, that was just something that I had never known about. That my parents had never shared with me. And mm-hmm. it, it's crazy because knowing what I know now, my trajectory would have been totally different. Like, even mm-hmm. when I took my, my internship in undergrad where I went to Hopkins, but I also had been offered an opportunity at Morehouse first. But I mm. went to Hopkins following the name, but I didn't know at that time what the significance and the relationship and the guidance and the culture that I could have gotten from going to an internship at Morehouse. You know, mm. like just not even having that knowledge or not having that insight or those mentors or guidance to make those decisions that would help shape and mold me as a young Black woman. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. That, but- like the not even having the language yeah right in a way yeah and then now like like you're saying jocelyn now that you come to this realization if you were in a position where you are an educator you can't even share that i mean you can share that in some aspects but like the fact that you're now being hushed um by the government and like there's going to be uh you know consequences if you want to talk about what you've learned historically about racism in our country or what you learned about racism in your community that you can't even really do that in a way that's truthful and honest and open um in some aspects but yeah a lot of work to be done i i, I am hopeful that the progress will continue to be made like i said there's a lot of little steps happening could be a little bit more thoughtful but steps nonetheless um, but also there are also plenty of large steps being taken backwards um, as we've seen in some decisions being made by our government and just how um, people in corporations, et cetera, are trying to, you know, join the club or be a part of these teams or show up in these moments um, to show that they're aligned to show that they're allies, et cetera, to the movement. But yeah, this is America. <laughs> um, and I guess in, in regards to allyship, I mean, even these organizations that are, that are, that have acknowledged 
you know, Juneteenth within the last couple of weeks, it's not just about the day, you know what I mean? Like it's a, it's a continuous, conscious, daily acknowledgement and acceptance that needs to take place. Um, just considering equity, diversity, and inclusion and how you hire your, your staff and how you treat them and the opportunities that you give them, the professional development. Um, I feel like it's, it's way beyond just acknowledging a day, but making it a daily, a daily conscious effort versus just like, oh, you get the day off and then tomorrow we still go you know what I'm trying to say. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a value. It's like, it's like a way of living, right? Like if you right. want to really focus on justice, it's not just what you do on a holiday. Right. I mean, I feel like Jocelyn, when you were just like, woo, yay, Juneteenth, but like, yeah, like that was basically the hashtag for this, like. Yeah, pretty much. And, um, and that's why, you know, I'm saying that, well, that's what I said earlier about continuing to have that voice, continue to speak up in those spaces, continuing to, to advocate and to have those difficult conversations. And when you are in the room and when you are at the table, using that as a moment, I mean, they're either going to receive it or they're not. And I think that I'm coming more into myself. Um, Tanya, we've talked about this. The good stock ladies know about this, that I'm like, I'm a very like quiet person. I just like, if it happens, it happens. I'm just going to sit on the meeting. I'm going to stare at y'all. Please don't ask me no questions. I don't got nothing to say, but like being okay with, with speaking up and being okay with being like, that's not right. Y'all could have done that better. Can we do this differently? Um, and, and being the voice for the voiceless, which is why like, I love, Ebony, I love what Ebony is doing. I love what Dr. Hilton is doing because she's giving a voice to the voiceless and everybody doesn't have those platforms. Everybody doesn't have that strength and that ability to be able to, to speak up or to be able to have a seat at the table. So I feel like people that do constantly, constantly, constantly have to have that strength and that leadership and, and opportunities where they do bring people along with them. Like when you come to the table, bring a bench so that you can have, you know, everybody else around you kind of kind of sharing that same tone so mm, I like that bring a bench that's that's my piece and you know that's the good stuff that's the good stuff slogan thing that we're saying now when I come to the table I'm bringing a bench because you know it. we got a we got a lot of heavy hitters behind us so yes I love that too 